Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, what are we all going to do now? The Washington Mystics walked off the court. They're in a WNBA team, and I don't know about you, but that's a big hole, big void in my life. The NBA is boycotting, and maybe they got a few more fans in the WNBA, but this is a bad move. This is going to backfire when they come back. I'm not sure uh, they're going to be welcomed with open arms. I think at some point, sports fans are just going to be fed up with the wokeness of the NBA. Uh, but we'll get into all that with uh, Tom Shattuck. Kenny Smith walked off the job, too. And by the way, so did Turtle Boy. Everybody's walking off the job. Uh, and we'll recap the RNC where we ser- we heard some great speeches. We heard from a badass nun. And we saw a paralyzed guy stand up for the anthem. It was great theater, and we'll get more of that tonight. Um, We will get in all that with Shattuck. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, presented, as always, by our friends at DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they could help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Colleen, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Man, I got to confess, I'm feeling kind of lost today. I'm feeling kind of just empty inside. I had big plans, big plans for tonight, big plans for the weekend, actually. I was... uh, uh, had having some friends over. We're going to have a big WNBA watch party. I'm a Washington <laughs> Mystics guy. Always been a big Mystics guy. They're my favorite. And uh, yesterday, I mean, I, I took the news hard. I really did. I took. I, you thought Doc Rivers could cry on cue? You should have seen me when the Washington Mystics walked up. Well, they wore T-shirts, one that spelled out Jacob Blake's name. And then they, uh, I believe then they walked off the court and said, they're not going to play until we get change. Change, they want change, and they want everyone to vote. Of course, they want everyone to vote for the same people who are in charge of all these cities and all these states that are having all the problems. But don't don't get bogged down in the details. We have to change, Shattuck and Colony. We all have to change, or the Mystics aren't going to take the court again. Neither I didn't know uh, other teams, and I don't know any of the other teams, but there must be other teams, right? Who, who broadcasts the Mystics games? Is it on ESPN? Because I, I don't know. Look at that. And t-shirts, and uh, whoever came up with that idea, it is striking. Uh, with the seven bullet bullet holes, Jacob Blake shot seven times in the back. Well, in the plan. See, I had no, I had no idea they were on television. Who's, who's the old, old bald guy in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> got all these, got all these young, athletic black women, and the middle is a bald. Is that like the trainer? Or <laughs> A uh, guy in the comment section. I called into work today because I can't take the WMEA news. It is, I understand they'll never ever be criticized. You can't even mention the fact that the the ratings stink or their the revenue. You know, like like LeBron James makes more. Oh, Steph Curry makes more money per year than the WNBA does. Their 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 revenue is like I don't know sixty seventy million total, and the NBA is like seven billion. They really aren't on the same. Uh, uh, playing field, but that doesn't matter because in this era of super wokeness, everybody has to get on board. I I said this to you the other day, Shattuck, and I said it I've said it a few times, but 
This, I think Trump, I'm feeling much, much better. And we'll get to the RNC because it was excellent last night. There were some great speeches and some great theater. But first, since we're talking about theater, we have to talk about the NBA and, and sports, pro sports as a whole. And the theater that we saw, them them walking off the court, boycotting, protesting, refusing to play. And as I'm watching this, as I'm reading it, it's like in real time, you know, one team after another decides they're not going to play. And occasionally you get a statement from a player, not just a tweet. And you occasionally you get their, their thoughts on this. And my question is always, what do you want? What, what is it you're demanding? You know, when I, when I see these protests and these riots in the street, I want people, reporters, and there's a lot of reporters are afraid to cover it. I want them to put microphones in the faces of the protesters and say, please tell us what you want. That should be an essential part of protesting, shouldn't it? To tell everyone what you want, what I, what you are demanding. All we've got so far is a bunch of tweets from players, including LeBron James. I mean, this is your uh, thought leader. This is the the guy leading the protest, leading the demand for change. His uh, do, you, do you have his tweet there, Cullen? Because um, I, I, I I'm not sure I can. Uh, I, I'm not sure we could top that. His tweet is "fuck this man." What man's he talking Which about? Which man? I don't know. We demand change. Sick of it. That's his whole. That's the guy. Leading the charge, we demand change. Sick of it. Um, is it asking too much to say? What do you want to change, LeBron? Tell us, help us. What do you want to change? You want you know, different, you know, police tactics? Do you want them to use you know, rubber bullets instead of real bullets? Do you want you know to have make it harder to become a cop? Do you want you know get rid of qualified immunity chokeholds? I don't know what. I, can you tell me what LeBron James and company are demanding? No, but I, it, I have no idea, and I don't know why the default is when something happens where we don't know, we don't know about the facts, and there's video that seems very disturbing. So who knows? Maybe this was, maybe this was a horrific shooting. Maybe the cops shouldn't have done this. Maybe they did it the wrong way. Maybe they did it the right way. Who knows? But why is the answer then to do the least productive and most lazy thing? Why is the answer then to stop doing our job? You know, I think that there would be more eyes on LeBron to give his messaging if he kept doing his job. Why is the answer to go out in the street and then break stuff? The answer isn't to educate yourself on the actual facts because that takes work and you might disarm most of your argument during it. The answer is always to do the most lazy and destructive thing. And I mean, why not? Because all the parents of white kids from Wellesley who are out there doing it think it's the greatest thing in the world. Johnny's having the difficult conversations and getting in people's faces and making them feel uncomfortable. Because, you know, if there's trouble in the streets, then, you know, then then if there's trouble in the streets, then we must get out there and make sure that that we, you know, keep this stuff up. You know, here's the flaw here. Here's the flaw, the big flaw in this boycott. The NBA, if you missed it, they walked off the court. They refused to play. I guess they're in the playoffs. I, mean, I can't even keep track. I don't even know what's going on you know, half the time, what, what the game means. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not keeping up like a lot of people. The ratings stink, but uh, they can uh, blame that on the weird timing, the virus, no fans. They're in a bubble, and the players are a little irritated, anxious. You know, they're, They don't like being in the bubble. They don't like the fact that there are no women there to distract them, to quote the great Mike Milbury, you know, they don't, they don't want to be there anymore. You know, some guys can't wait to get out of there. I, I was thinking that um, 
Milwaukee started this. Milwaukee has a 3-1 advantage over Orlando. The Orlando, I mean, I know Orlando's essentially home, but those guys are thinking one more game and we get to go, you know, go home and 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 see our wives and girlfriends and kids and whatever, go somewhere, get out of here. And they're like, can we just get this over? Instead, <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks decide they're not playing. So neither is the Orlando Magic and, and anyone else. But the people who will be, who are commending them, and they're slobbering all over them. Oh, the media just loves this. You know it. They're already woke, right? They're already demanding this vague change and hope and, you know, vote. And they're... they're it's like the people who were praising Doc Rivers yesterday, just falling all over themselves. This man is, is just, it just he's so amazing. And and now I'm so proud to call him a friend and a co-worker. And all the players were tweeting out because Doc, you know, he's smart. He knew how to hit a nerve. He knew when to get choked up. It was brilliant. But as I tweeted, and I don't care if this is insensitive, but Doc Rivers is essentially crying over Jacob Blake, right? Over the treatment of Jacob Blake. Mm -hmm. The same weekend that the cop shot Jacob Blake, 64 black people were shot in Chicago, Doc Rivers' hometown. Is he going to cry for them? I mean, these are some of the kids, you know, every weekend in Chicago, it's a five-year-old, a three-year-old, an eight-year-old. And I, I mean, maybe I just don't see it, but maybe Doc Rivers is talking about that. I don't see the NBA, you know, walking off the court because, 64 black people, uh, and God knows their lives matter. 64 black people were shot over the weekend in Chicago. You don't get a word. One uh, violent fugitive is shot in Kenosha, and the whole country burns. It just, I don't see the, 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 the balance in that, the context in that. It just seems like a, 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 a chic, fashionable thing to do. Say, right. We need change. You know, we're not going right. to play. You know, we got to vote. I mean, it, I, I need a guy like Doc Rivers, a really smart guy, to to, to explain further, to, to to put, you know, to, to give me some answers. You know, Doc, he only you, confused things. Doc Rivers only confused things because he went on to say that um, that he's not anti-cop, that he doesn't want to defund the police. That's not what this is about, he said. At the same time, Black Lives Matter now is intertwined into the NBA, and they specifically do want to defund the police. They're not, you know, it's not symbolic to them. They want to defund the police. And also, he said, we just want, uh, you know, cops to do their jobs. Well, do you want them to do their jobs or not want to do their jobs? Because I'm hearing two things from from community leaders and, and black leaders in the black community. I hear two things. From the older people, I hear that the police take too long to get there when stuff happens. And so the black community feels like they're being neglected from the younger people. I hear that the cops are omnipresent in beating the crap out of them and uh, in shooting them down like dogs daily. So what, which one is it? What, what's the problem with the cops? Is there some kind of consensus here? And if there is, what's the policy goal? Like you were saying, what do you want? You know, I, I mean, this year right now in the United States, 656 people were, have been shot by cops in 2020 so far. Last year, it was 1,004. You know, summer's almost over, so probably we're tending to have fewer uh, people killed by cops altogether. Every year, there's more white people and Hispanics who are shot by cops than black people. It's a, it's a bigger percentage of black people. That said, there's more police incursions with black people. Some of the incursions, uh, you could there are more pot arrests. And so, so there, there are inequities in there, and there's, there are things to look at, at in there. 
but there is not an epidemic of blacks being shot in the streets daily by cops. There simply is not. That's that's part one. Absolutely. We went over the numbers many, many times. I get the numbers from 2019, just last year, where eight unarmed black men uh, were shot by cops and 20-something white people and a total of 40-something total. And there were over 750 million interactions with police and eight unarmed black men were shot by police. And I believe three or four were deemed uh, justified. And in other cases, the cops were uh, charged, just like Derek Chauvin was charged. The cop in Kenosha, we now know him and we've seen him. He looks like a nerd. Uh, he is possibly going to be charged, but they're investigating. And I guess people like Doc Rivers, they don't want to investigate. They just want change and they just want to cry and they just want to blame cops and get people riled up. It's totally irresponsible, irresponsible and reckless but it doesn't matter to the woke crowd. It's incredible to me that that, that I knew I knew this would happen. I knew as soon as they announced the boycott that you'd see um, people on ESPN and people on Twitter saying, this is wonderful. These, I'm so proud of these guys. They're refusing to play. And you don't hear the follow-up. They're refusing to play till when? Till what? I mean, it's got to be part of it. How, you're going to play. You're going to do your job when and when what happens? Uh, can you fill that blank in for me, LeBron or Doc or whoever or you know Jason Tatum? I, I don't think they can. I don't think they will. I mean, they won't even tell us what the cop, the cops, the Kenosha cops were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I, I've been asking all week. We had an expert on the other day. He said they followed protocol. They did what they were. We find out yesterday. It took three days, but we find out. He had a knife. He admitted he had a knife. Uh, so he had a weapon. And if they tried to grab him and hold him, he would have used that weapon, I assume. Uh, he was a violent guy. He was wanted for domestic abuse, for sexual assault. He had used guns in the past. So they're going to boycott and, and burn and loot. And because of Jacob Blake, not because of the, you know, mm -hmm. what the, what's the number of, of, of shootings this year? 600 and something. Not because Six, of any of the 56. Not because of that, all those victims, not, no, no, not, not that over this guy who refused to cooperate and forced the cops to use lethal force. Now he's not dead yet, but uh, not dead. I, I think he's paralyzed. His family says he's paralyzed from the waist down and that's too bad, but isn't it, does he at least share the blame? I mean, he didn't cooperate. He went for his weapon. What is, what, what did he think was going to happen? Right. Well, and that's something that we see with with most of these with most of these incursions is it's noncompliance with the with the police. And then that leads to something more. It was the same with the George Floyd thing. Shouldn't wouldn't LeBron be wouldn't it be a useful thing to say, hey, if you're a fan of mine, you're you like the NBA. I ask you just, you know, the first chapter of the book I just read on police compliance says that you're a lot less likely to escalate if you comply with the cops. Just do what the cops say. Even if you think they're wrong in jerks and the, the devil, just comply with the cops. And nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. The fact that it's so, by default, you're allowed to wrestle with the police is something that should not be culturally accepted. And also, wouldn't LeBron be doing a better service if they were all playing? So so you had youths in troubled uh, in neighborhoods, communities, in watching TV rather than out <laughs> in the streets? And, and you've got plenty of chances to make your case. So God knows that anytime he wants, LeBron can 
attract the crowd, microphones and cameras, same with Doc, same with Jason Tatum. They can make their case, make their statements um, to the media anytime they want, and the media will carry their water. Uh, I, I knew this would happen. Like I said, the people who love what the NBA is doing and, and you know, other sports, the WNBA and baseball and probably, you know, every sport soon we'll see about football, but the people who are applauding it are the people who are already woke. You know, they were already on board with whatever LeBron or doc or, or Steve Kerr, or Greg Popovich, whatever they had to say, they were going to slobber all over them. So they're going to applaud this, but tell me, tell me who else you reach. Like who, who do you, as I, I joked on Twitter and got a lot of blowback, I joked that somewhere's a you know evil racist cop out there, out in middle America, and he was sitting down to watch an NBA game, and they're not playing, so he is really affected because he, <laughs> he loved the NBA. Uh, of course, he was an evil racist cop, but they're going to change his heart. They're going to change his mind. It, it just uh, makes me uh, scratch my head. I need to know whose heart and mind, whose hearts and minds are you changing with this LeBron who is sitting there going, wow, they walked off the court. I guess I'm going to change what my mentality, my mindset. Although Jerry, it's very interesting. It seems to me, this is very insensitive to their good friends in the Chinese communist party. I wonder how that's going to go over. It's a good point. And uh, that's true. All those Uyghur Muslim slaves, who yeah. are, uh, make, they're not going to have to make as many sneakers for the players because they're not playing. You know, or make they, they stitch together those uniforms that say equality and justice. You know, did those they are, put do the whole, yeah. uniforms with the holes? Do they make yes, those? Those are made by slaves in in China. But uh, keep it under your hat, okay? okay. They're a good <laughs> business partner. Uh, they are such these guys are such friggin' hypocrites. And I'm you know, we talked about the kids in Chicago, innocent children being shot. You don't hear uh, LeBron crying over that. I mean, maybe he didn't read the story because he's busy reading the autobiography, uh, the biography of Malcolm X, you know, he's a really curious cerebral guy. Uh, you could tell cause he has a book in his hand when he's doing a press <laughs> conference. I mean, he can't tell you what it's, how good his book is. It was hilarious when they asked him about the book and he sounded like a kid who didn't do, didn't do his homework. Yeah. And he sounded like someone on a welcome back Cotter, you know, pretending that they, it is it's funny that is the phase that a lot of young men go through you know that they go through like i used to have a friend who used to like leave his dostoevsky novel at my house all the time so i'd bring it up was this yours oh yeah it's a crime and punishment i've just been you know rereading it's like shut up but you know it's the the american media here has been so disgusting because they haven't covered the riots at all there's not satellite trucks in kenosha around the riots at all it's the daily caller in the and like Andy, no, in one other person out there. Let that guy, uh, uh, Dylan Hernandez, who's front lines from uh, oh, yeah. Matter. Right. Uh, and they get, and, and all they do is turn on their phones and video and, and, and show you. And it's amazing. You sit and you read the Washington Post, New York Times, or, or CNN, they will uh, cover it, but they will uh, whitewash it. We'll, we'll get mm-hmm. to them. We'll get to the CNN Chiron, the CNN report from uh, Kenosha last night, but wouldn't it be nice if an NBA player, if LeBron or, or whoever, uh, uh, Curry or Kerr said enough with the friggin' rioting, you know, enough. You're, you're wrecking black business, mm-hmm. black uh, employees. They're, they're losing their jobs. They're, 
you're destroying neighborhoods. I would think that would be more important than changing uh, the the protocol that the you know the tactics that police departments were supposed to, uh, are supposed to employ. I mean, you you go out there and you say, "Damn it, we've had enough of this rioting. This isn't how we affect change. Not by kicking in the door at Saks Fifth Avenue or burning the damn uh, uh, whatever Pizza Hut. I mean, that's not the way to do it." Have you heard? I know no Democrats have done that. Democrats are encouraging it. We know that from last week because they had four days in prime time and nobody discouraged the violence, the looting, the rioting. Um, no, Lori Lightfoot was spoke at the DNC and slammed Trump. <laughs> you know, the fact that the bridges are up in Chicago and, uh, and you know, the Magnificent Mile is, is somewhere that's uninhabitable now that you can't go to because there's roving fleets of caravans make their way into the city and steal stuff every single night and but it's not even i mean you know that wasn't mentioned at all but you know what's great one of the biggest jerks in all of media is brian Karam from playboy do you know him he's in the white house he's like a professional jerk yeah i think he got in a fist fight with gorka at one point anyway he he tweeted out isn't it interesting that the 17 year old shooter um wasn't shot by police when he approached them but uh, Blake was killed by police. Oh, and yeah. it's a poisonous and dangerous, toxic thing to say and stupid to say. But there's also a lesson there is that the shooter wasn't wrestling with police. You know, and, uh, and the shooter, uh, and you're talking about Kyle, what's his name? Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. Now tell me, they're charging him with first degree murder. There's video, I've, I've tweeted, I just looked at it again this morning. There's a million uh, shots of this. The, at least two of the guys he shot, he, he sh- uh, we think he shot three. One guy kind of ripped up his arm, but the other two he killed. Um, one of them is bashing him with a skateboard. He's on the ground, and the guy is back. The other one, I think, is kicking him. In the other one videos. had a gun. It, 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 well, the guy whose arm he blew off had a gun. Had a gun. But, and but, was over him, about to whack him. I mean, they can, they can bring this to trial if they want. There's no way in hell this guy's being convicted if he's legally allowed to carry the gun um, and they're beating him. He's on the ground. Literally he's laying like he's on his ass on yeah, the ground, and they're taking shots at him uh, with one guy with the skateboard, which is smart. You got him with a rifle and you're going to bash him with a skateboard. I don't care if he's 17, not a smart move. No, that guy's dead. And they're charging uh Rittenhouse. Is that how you say it now? Uh, with uh, first degree murder. I don't really, get how it's first degree. I mean, I, I mean, maybe it's overcharging and they'll, they'll lower the charges or maybe, you know, he'll, they'll go to trial he'll get acquitted and we'll have a whole new round of, of unrest. But the other thing, and I, I want to go back to LeBron and, uh, in the end, and boy, does this kid look like a, a little geek. He was, uh, you know, I, I can't believe he had a, whatever he has an AR 15, but that's different. You know, it's the Midwest but he was out there removing graffiti, the BLM graffiti, and he was running around trying to help people. He, he had a medic kit. You know, he was 17. He's like a like a Boy Scout with his little medic kit yeah. and rifle, which was foolish. And now he's uh, being charged, and, and we'll see how that goes. But um, I, I don't think I don't think it's real smart to bash a guy with a rifle with a skateboard. But I'm looking at the reaction to the players boycotting, and to me, it just seems that most of what LeBron does 
is easy. You know, it's easy. This is easy. What's he, what's he sacrificing? I mean, they'll probably play, maybe he'll even, you know, win, win a title with an asterisk next to it. But here's a headline to the Boston Globe story. I can't read it because then I'd have to pay 99 cents for like three years. And that's way too much for the globe, but I could see the headline. NBA players were fed up. So it was time to take the game away from a country that might not deserve it. Really? You you think the country doesn't deserve to watch basketball? So we're going to walk off. How arrogant, <laughs> how narcissistic do you have to be to say, um, first of all, most of the country wasn't watching it. They were getting like less than a million a game for a playoff game. And, uh, you, know, the, you know, they were getting like, a quarter of the audience Hannity and Carlson, Tucker Carlson get, but whatever, a country of 330 million doesn't deserve to watch whoever, you know, shoot a basket or bounce a ball. That, that's how they think. I'm going to punish you. You're not going to get to watch me. Who are they? Who are they punishing? I mean, I guess they're, I don't even know who they're punishing. Their audience, their, their core audience is applauding it and saying, aren't they wonderful? Isn't LeBron dreamy? He's re- he's refusing to play. Two teams, the Lakers and Clippers, voted to cancel the rest of the season. The rest of the teams want to play, and I, I assume they will. Um, but and and oh, by the way, I can't even see this either. But uh, I can't see the story. But there's a headline for the uh, hockey story. Kevin Dupont. I can't see anything he does because he blocked me. The Globe hockey writer uh, and a total woke liberal, you know, suburban globy limo latte liberal. He writes the headline again, the NHL had a chance to take a stand against systemic racism. Instead, it stood down. He's ripping the friggin' <laughs> NHL for playing and not walking off because a bunch of, you know, Canadians and you know Czechs and Swedes are supposed to quit their jobs, essentially, or walk off their jobs, not do their jobs. Cause, cause why again, cause Jacob Blake, Resisted arrest and went for the knife. So the so you're not supposed to play hockey. The one thing they can do if you if you it doesn't matter if you walk off the court if you you know uh, you know uh, wear you know wear a mask that says you know Black Lives Matter if you say Black Lives Matter if you if you're Kenny Smith and you're on TNT and you're supposed to be analyzing uh, NBA games and you walk off you can be guaranteed of good publicity, of good press. That's a lock. There's nobody in the, you know, in the NBA circles or ESPN circles, the, the networks uh, that cover the team. Nobody is going to call you out. Nobody on all the ESPN around the horns and, and PTIs, they're all going to slobber over you just because you said, I don't feel like playing. I'm not playing. And I think a lot of the reaction for the country is, I didn't know you were playing anyway. I mean, they're most, what, what is the percentage? 99% of the more than that of the country wasn't watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an NBA fan. I don't watch any organized sport other than like the Patriots, you know, once a week. I am fine with all this. I am not missing anything. Um, a group of athletes, I missed this from yesterday. A group of athletes led by, led by NBA star LeBron James will roll out a multi million dollar program in the next few weeks to recruit poll workers in heavily black electoral districts for November's election. They're working with the NAACP on this, so okay. that, so that's how it, um, it how it animates itself. It, this is a political thing for Democrats. That's what it is. 
This is they're not playing because Donald Trump. That's exactly. essentially what this is. There was and, the you know, front page, I'm sorry, the front page of the uh, 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 the back page of the New York Post has a bunch of tweets from NBA players, and most of them say, we demand change. We want change. Uh, and it's, uh, oh, uh, let's see, Josh Hart, Enos Cantor, LeBron James, of course, uh, Trey Young, uh, Donovan Mitchell. We demand change. Um and you know what they're going to do? They're going to put their money and their effort and their time to the, the get out the vote, and they're going to they're going to ask all their supporters to vote for all the people who are in office right now, <laughs> who are overseeing, who are running these cities where all the chaos is, and the states where right. all the chaos is. So the people like Lori Lightfoot and <laughs> excuse me the. Uh, the governor of uh, Wisconsin and the mayor of all these cities, you know, de Blasio or whatever, Cuomo, they're going to demand you get out and vote for the same people mm-hmm. who are in charge now where all the trouble, all the problems are uh, occurring. Yes. That's what they're going to do. Yes. They want to change. Yes. But just at the top, just at the, in the White House. Everyone else, cool. Every other mayor, every city councilor, Keith Ellison and Jacob mm-hmm. Fry and all these other <laughs> moon bat, you know, lunatics who are encouraging the violence and the looting and the they're okay. They want them to stay in office. But you are 100% shad- right, yes. Shattuck. It's you about need to one elect guy. Joe Biden, the proud author of mass incarceration. You need to elect him right now. And his and uh, Kamala Harris, who was the proud uh, executor of mass incarceration for young black men for misdemeanors, really, in California for a decade. That's yeah. who we're electing here. It's very important that we put those people right in. And Biden, by the way, has not completely coughed up his stance, uh, his uh, 94 crime bill. He still stands by it. So. You want more of that? Joe Biden's a way to go. Uh, and they're right. They're going to campaign for him. I mean, LeBron already is campaign for the guy who said, if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. And we've seen one uh, great, uh, smart, uh, bold black uh, uh, Trump supporter after another this week. These people have guts. They're stepping out. They're not following the mob you know they're not doing whatever lebron or whoever tells them to they're they're thinking for themselves and they're supporting uh you know the real the real uh, change candidate out there in uh, in trump and pence all right today's show brought to you by flagship wealth go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement dave i'm here with you again people love that i was picking on you last ad so we're doing this again Let's do it. All right. So a lot of people have requested the guide. We're in the 700s, which is unbelievable. If you haven't got it, get your hands on it. But so many of you had. So now I think it's step two, right? What should people do now that they've read it? What do they do next? Dave, they've got to act. You know, we just had the best July in over 10 years. The market is priced to perfection. Uh, If you heard about the elections coming up, I've heard about this. Congress oh, oh you're, is, trying, you're trying to go back and forth right yes, now. Yes, okay, Congress is screwing up where it comes to the stimulus package right now. We tell you within this booklet where the market's going and how we're going to get there. So it's important. You've got it. Act on it. Act on it. That's what you got to do. So go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Get your hands on it if you haven't. If you have, act on it, whether that's call Dave, whether that's do more research for yourself, whatever you're going to do. Take the advice that's in the guide. Does that make sense? Take control of your retirement before the market does it for you, Dave. Ooh, that sounded good. Have you said that before? We're going to use that, I think. Yeah, I think you should keep that one. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. 
Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. I want to hear, can we hear Kenny Smith? I didn't really uh, hear. I saw Kenny Smith walking off uh, and getting kudos, of course, getting all the praise because it's just so brave walking off to support Black Lives. I don't, Black Lives Matter. I don't think he got into any specifics about what he wants to change or what He's demanding before he comes back to work. He just he just walked off, didn't do his job. I think the biggest thing now is to kind of, as a black man, as a former player, I think it's for best for me to support the players and just not be here tonight. And figure out what happens after that. Yeah, I, I just don't feel equipped to do that. And I respect that. So there's, there's a guy making millions to do a, a job that, that everyone would love to do, sit with Barkley and Shaq and laugh and talk about the games, and he's not going to do his job. He's going to walk off on TNT, the company that pays him, because because LeBron told him to? Because because why? You support the players? Your job isn't to support the players. Your job is to talk about the players, analyze the players, crit- criticize the players. That is so embarrassing that is it's not it's just, just embarrassing jerry it's selfish he it, stuck exactly. it to those guys he stuck it to the producers he waited till they were on live to pull that crap good you know if you want to bang in sick or just say i'm not doing this today you know i'm kind of sitting this one out because of the spirit of this thing then do it and they can even mention it on the air it was a selfish photo op jerk opportunist move and that's what, what it is. is i mean so everybody gets to do their symbolic thing everybody gets to be performative and do their symbolism thing up here where I am and maybe where you are, but when you're on vacation, Jerry, it's yard yard signs and and we have a bunch of high schoolers in the town next door, all white kids do who do a George Floyd march and and uh, two towns over, they pretend there's hate crimes happening and then they march for the pretend hate crimes that happen where there's there's I mean this I'm in in white land up here, so uh, the the guilt is uh, is through the roof. But I mean, everybody gets to perform here. Everybody gets to be part of this thing. And it's happening. You've taught these people how to be woke, and they're going after their own colleges, which I find delicious. And they're going after newspapers and in uh, media organizations, which is a dangerous thing because you know there have been these coups at newspapers now, and they're led by just dummies, just woke, uh, you know, idealists uh, who ha- have had no ro- real world, real world experience, don't know what the hell they're talking about, and who are. They're running the show now, so uh, great. And, and, um, Kenny, what if Charles Barkley and um, Shaq walked off too? So they're going to leave Ernie, their their buddy, their coworker, just sitting there. This is a time where Kenny Smith is should be most valued, you know, because they're every. I mean, last night I didn't put on TNT, but I certainly got on. I was watching ESPN this morning, which I don't do that often anymore. To what to cut, see the story to see the coverage of the story and of course they're they're again they're slobbering over all these guys who refuse to go to work refuse to do their jobs um, they're not demanding answers they're just looking for bumper stickers and tweets and sound bites saying change and vote and uh, we're sick of it what is checks tweeting I mean uh, LeBron yeah, but, but what did you expect I think it was I think it was Clay Travis who tweeted he was dead on it was this is going to be a temporary thing they're going to get their impressions they're going to they're going to win the PR war. Right. And then the NBA is going to cut a check to some uh, some organization. And, and all of a sudden they're going to come back 24 or 48 hours later 
and play basketball. And well, what's the what, 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 what change will they affect? What will be the change? What will they get out of it? Is, well, is we, the, you already said it. We're going to get more people to well, vote for the guy that they want to win. The but election. I tell you, I said this uh, months ago, Dave you and, and Tom. I said the NBA is going to uh, overdo it, overplay their hand. And it's one thing to sit there and say, you know, we uh, uh, they started with Breonna Taylor. They've moved on to Jacob Blake and, and talk about the incident and say, I, I want to know why. This happened. I want to know if this, these cops are going to be charged. I think they should be. Uh, there's a whole new uh, story about Brianna Taylor came out came out about her connection to the to the drug kingpin and how she bailed him out and how she was uh, uh, still working with him. It's not good. It's not good for uh, for the cause of of uh, the, the. There's only one. There's only we don't have to get into it too much, but there's only a chance of one cop being charged. He's already been fired because he shot. The most he shot uh, the most rounds, and he probably killed her. He might get charged, but there's no way the other cops are getting charged. And if you're a Brianna Taylor friend, family member, you don't want all this stuff coming out. You know, with her visiting him in prison and all that. It's it's uh, the Louisville Curl, Louisville paper, Courier Journal did a deep dive, and it upset some people. They don't want mm-hmm. you know facts and truth and all that. But LeBron won't get into that. But again, it's one thing to say, you know, Brianna Taylor, Jacob Blake, this can't happen. We we want we want answers. Uh, but when you just, you know, you paint the court, you have messages on your shirt, you take, you know, taking a knee, you're, uh, you, you just every day it's more uh, activism, more wokeness. I think that turns some people off. Not everybody. They're again, they're getting whatever a million people a, a, a game. Uh, they, I'm sure, they were hoping for much, much, many, many more than that. But I said this, I said, they're going to overdo it. And they have people, a lot of people yesterday, and maybe it's just, you know, the people that I follow on Twitter or you know, in, politically aligned with are like, screw them. You know, I'm not watching. I haven't watched much, uh, you know, s- s- to this point. And when they come back from this little boycott, their numbers are going to be worse. They're they're And it's, I don't know, the, I don't, it's, it's probably not a, the majority of fans, yeah. but some fans are going to say, screw them. It's just so damn disingenuous, too, because we've been talking about Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. And these stories of these people, you know, at least two of whom probably should not have been, it, maybe all of them were it, were, it was horrible shootings and shouldn't have been shot. Who knows? But their stories have been in the mainstream media since they were killed. These have not been, we have been saying their names before BLM and LeBron James told us we need to say their names before they were on the t-shirts. We've been reporting on this stuff. It's been in my paper, you know, and none of these murders happened. None of these killings happened in, in Lowell, Massachusetts. It's been in all sorts of, all sorts of papers. We've been talking about this stuff forever. We've been talking about over-policing, police brutality, and police incursions into the neighborhood. Communities. When I was at the Herald, we used to have the mothers of, of young kids who were shot in the in the in the um, in the the paper in the building all the time we'd constantly talk to these folks and talk about their stories we would have the cops in to talk about the how they you know go into the neighborhoods and, and relationships we've constantly been talking about this stuff and working on this stuff and having this debate and to act like now 
No, you have to take a fist. You need to realize what's going on. Screw you. We've been realizing and having this debate for years, but you've been effing off doing whatever the hell you else do for a living. <laughs> we've been getting rich through, through shooting three-pointers. You know, we this is our jobs. We've been disseminating this, disseminating this information and having these difficult conversations about systems and putting the hard work in and all that, all the cliches. So it's it's so disingenuous to think that we're just getting to this. Oh my goodness, you're just getting no. no, this is not a watershed moment. We've been working on this forever. It's like it's like saying that we need to have a conversation. I said that's uh, <clears throat> Kamala Harris's favorite line. We need to have a conversation. You know, the difficult conversations. The conversation never stops. I mean, on uh, in in real life and on cable news and on podcasts and the radio, people talk mm -hmm. about the racial strife, the racial problems constantly. I mean, some people talk about it in quick sound bites, like, you know, LeBron or Popovich and other people like you point out uh, in journalism, have the, you know, get deep into it because it is such a, a, a big story, a big part of our lives. And the, the problem is that um, there are people who don't really want to, you know, go deeply into it, just want to follow and hold up a fist or, you know, walk off their job and say, you know, black lives matter. Do they want to talk about what actually can change? What will change? No, that's too hard. That's too no, hard. If you were new to this country, if you just got off the boat and you watched last week, the democratic convention, and then watched this week, the Republican convention, you would think that the Republican party is the party of minorities of blacks and Latinos and uh, people of Indian descent, and you would say, "Wow, what a diverse party! And what a what an interesting bunch of entrepreneurs and success stories, and people have overcome have overcome stuff." And you'll never, of course, that's that's not how the media reports it. The media reports it as something very very dire happening, and and um, <laughs> right. they're, they're like apostates. You know, Richard Grinnell, he's a uh, you know uh, he's a traitor. Yes, a gay guy who supports uh, Trump. How dare he? How dare he? But you're absolutely right. The, the, that's why it's been such an impressive three nights so far for the RNC. It's just very, you know, diverse. That's what matters. That's all that matters to liberals is skin color and sexual uh, orientation. And you're seeing, you know, at least as they define it, you're seeing real diversity up there on stage. Um, uh, but we'll get we'll, we'll get to the RNC. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with football. Again, I say football is more important than any other sport. We know it. Football will have a bigger impact. Uh, I heard Aaron Rodgers talking about systemic racism. You know what would take real balls to, for somebody to say, I don't think this country is systemically racist. I mean, some athlete, some NBA player. I mean, they can't do it. That's why I said Trump has lost sports because – the most important people in sports are are, are you know good woke liberals like LeBron, and they're not gonna they they can't tolerate a teammate disagreeing with them. You know you can't have someone stepping out of line and saying I kind of like, you know the Trump the Trump agenda. I kind of like, you know uh, uh, secure borders or I kind of like uh, the police supporting the police. Or yeah, what, what was the, what was the story yesterday? Wasn't it uh, in the NHL? Logan Couture could, said something about uh, being a Republican, and he got punched in the face or something. What? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just saw the headlines. I don't know the full story, but he was having a conversation with somebody about uh, about you know voting Republican, and he and he got sucker punched, and then it turned into this big. Well, that just shows you, you know, sucker punched by whom? Another player? 
I, I got to look into it, but I'm just, it was, it was trending on Twitter. I'll, I'll get it for you. I, I'd, I'd like to hear that story. Yeah. Then why don't you do that? Get, get that story. That sounds like a good one, but you can't do it. I mean, even in the NFL, it's going to be hard for someone to say, I like, you know, secure borders and lower taxes. And I like, uh, I'm, I'm against abortion. I'm a Christian. Uh, you can't do that in the NBA. You absolutely can't. If you're uh, just some guy, I mean, you'd have to be a superstar to get away with it. And even then, I don't think you're going to want to cross LeBron and Curry and, and, you know, all the rest who are, uh, uh, big, big, big Biden supporters, big, 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 you know, uh, abortions of open borders, defund the police. They're all, they're on board with all of that. I, I don't think you'll see, you know, football, like walk off the job. <laughs> well, I mean, Jerry Jones said that, that he seems to be all in, he's going to have people in the stands. He said, and you know he did the thing where they had the 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 take an e time hug take an e time yeah, whatever. He will do that again. I think that's his thing. But they won't. He'll say we'll do it once, and then that's it. You know he'll do it once. But they can you imagine down in Texas football? I mean, you can't feel like <clears throat> that uh, there are a lot of people supporting. You know, Black Lives Matter in the in in you know a lot of your cowboy fans. You think there are a lot of cowboy fans who are supporting a Marxist uh, organization that wants to defund the cops? I don't think so. No, and I would think that that in in Texas as well, and it, Black Lives Matter is not whole cloth accepted in the black community either. You know, it, 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 as a matter of fact, the, the vast majority of people in the black communities want the cops around. They don't believe. Yeah, it, the, the, number, the number, Tom, the number is 81%. They right. did a poll. 81% of black are... Uh, People polled said they either want to uh, keep the funding the same or increase it. <laughs> you don't get eighty-one percent of people to say much of anything these days. But there's, they're very much in the minority. The, the people screaming to defund the cops, but they're loud and they're literally loud going into restaurants and and and, and demanding, you know, uh, complete fealty to the to the cause. Raise your fist and and profess your undying support. Right. And you would think when, that because there's a lived experience that you and me have to listen and shut up, you would think that rioters would have to listen and shut up, listen to Blake's mother, who's beseeching Great them point. to stop. Please stop doing this and destroying our city. My son would not have wanted this. Um, and But no, it's, it's not. I, 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 I tweeted that. I said, if, Blake, if Jacob Blake's mother can say, stop this, uh, by the way, she said she missed a call from the president, but she wants to talk to him. But if she can say, stop this, no more looting, no more rioting, why can't Doc Rivers do that? Doc Rivers, right. and I, and again, I like the guy. He was very nice to me when we had him on the air, and he's he, he's a, you know, coaching. He's a good coach, but he hasn't really had the results. He's got one title that took, uh, you know, Kevin Garnett and the big three here in Boston to get him that one title. He's made a fortune as a player, a broadcaster, and a coach. He is beloved. Players like him, broadcasters, fans like him. He's a really well-liked guy. I think it's obnoxious to say, we love this country. This country doesn't love us back. What are you talking about? You're talking about the country doesn't love who back? The country doesn't love Jacob Blake? Well, maybe they shouldn't. The guy's a uh, domestic abuser and, uh, and a criminal who, who resisted arrest. Um, did he deserve to be shot? I don't know. We're going to turn... turn there's an investigation underway. We'll determine that. But isn't that just obnoxious, arrogant to say this country doesn't love me? A guy who has made hundreds 
I believe he's making or he's made a hundred million dollars. He's lived a un- incredible life and God knows he's earned it. He deserves it. It's his America. But to turn around and say, this country doesn't love us. What is that? Co- the country doesn't love who LeBron, the country doesn't love who we are you talking about them. I yeah. mean, every night, every night, the Republican convention does country love, uh, you know, Tim Scott or uh, Daniel Cameron or uh, Kim Klasich, Klackich. Right. I think four years ago. What is he talking about? Who does the country not love? Right. And all he has to do is say this, and then he gets choked up. And the media and the Twitterverse, they just start fawning. Isn't he amazing? Isn't he dreamy? And I'm thinking, no, he's he's not. You know, maybe he is uh, a nice guy, but he's wrong. He's wrong. There's no, again, Tell me what you, I would love someone to say, Doc, what do you mean when you say this country is systemically racist? What do you mean? Because I see just the opposite. I see it in a land of right. great opportunity here for, for you know, people, uh, people like you, people of color who've achieved and who've uh, lived the American dream. And you turn around and say, you know, blame the country. I mean, you, you want to blame whatever, a bad cop here and there. Or you want to blame whoever, uh, hell, you Name names if you want. Blame Trump if you want. But don't tell me the country doesn't love you, doesn't love you back. That is just so absurd. It is absurd. For In 2008, you had the historically high turnout. Americans who never voted before turned out just to vote for a black man to be president. And they reelected him. That turnout in 2008 is probably not going to be duplicated, uh, you know, only – only maybe if the population increases, but historically, we had for eight years a black president, a black uh, first lady, a black attorney general, two black attorney generals. Black one was a black generals. woman, right? Um, right. And the America, you know, vote reelected that president. He's still hugely pro- popular. And to, to say that that there was nothing to that that it, it's just a it's just an inane thing to say. But but you, you know, in his to defend. Um, defend him a little bit i mean if you only if his job is to be a basketball guy i don't know if he still coaches or if he does analysis whatever now whatever it is that's his job so if he only has a few minutes a day to check the news and throw on cnn to check out the new york times whatever then then the information he's getting is that black people are being slaughtered in the streets and there's a white supremacist in the white house and he doesn't have time to vet all this stuff as far as he knows it's true you know and i mean it's well, kind he of said he, was, he said he was watching the Republican convention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, and he, he's a big Democrat. That's fine, uh, but the country doesn't love us. Uh, doesn't love us. Uh, the country adores you. The country adores LeBron James and Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. The country loves you know you name it. Uh, Beyonce. Uh, I mean, the country. The, 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 at some point, I would love Doc Rivers to say, God. What a great freaking country this is. Look at me. Look at us. Look at me. You know, we're the greatest country on earth. You know, hell, in China, you know, they're putting people in concentration camps. You know, you you can't speak out like Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill, who's made a fortune, uh, marginal talent at best, not a good writer. She's made a fortune in the media. Mm-hmm. And she turns around and says, we're no different than Nazi Germany. As uh, as Matt Walsh pointed out, you know how you know we're different than Nazi Germany? Because this idiot could compare us to Nazi Germany, and there are no consequences. In fact, just the opposite. She'll get another podcast from Bill Simmons. <laughs> I mean, she can compare us to Nazi Germany and just keep cashing checks. You know what happened when you uh, criticized the government in Nazi Germany, Jamel? You know what happened? You disappeared. You were never heard from again. 
he didn't make he didn't make millions to do you know podcasts or, or write for the Atlantic, write stories for the Atlantic right. that nobody reads. You are proof that we are a wonderful country and not Nazi Germany. You idiot. but the Times, the mainstream media will will laud her, and you know sure, she sure. maybe give her a Pulitzer this year or a Nobel Prize, you know, from uh, Switzerland or whatever. Um, <laughs> but but then you look at like Ben Carson, who was who grew up disadvantaged, was a bad seed as a teenager, according to him, you know, was a violent youth. Somehow somebody turned him on to reading, got into reading, fell in love with books, you know, went to college, went to medical school, was a huge pioneer in brain surgery and this crazy pediatric brain surgery. Exactly. Exactly. Rose in the ranks. And then, you know, now is running a housing HUD, you know, a huge, he's a, he's in in the cabinet now of the United States, uh, the president. And I mean, this guy is treated like crap. He's a punchline. Of course. I, 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 tonight, he's speaking tonight, I believe. Wait for this, Shattuck. Wait for this. You'll see it on Twitter. All the, you know, CNNs and the usual uh, uh, yappers on, on the left will say he's stupid or say he's a yep. moron, say he's an idiot. He is a pediatric brain surgeon. I mean, I know some people can cheat their way through college or, you know, fake it like, you, you know, like you're a Kennedy and you're really dumb and you make it through whatever, Providence College. I understand that happens. I cheated once or twice, too. You think you can cheat your way to a medical degree and, and become a pediatric brain surgeon if you're not brilliant? Mm-hmm. The guy's brilliant. But uh, innovative we'll with if separating conjoined twins and keeping right. them alive, right. which is remarkable. First of all, who the hell would want to do that? But but an angel. And for him to do that was just like remarkable. That guy should have. And there was a movie made about him, but Jesus, man, he should be celebrated. And, and you no. watch you watch tonight, Sarah Silverman and uh, Bette Midler. To say what a dummy he is, you know, it is it is kind of comical. I'm looking forward to it. I gave you my plan yesterday. I'm going to reiterate my plan on how Trump can assure his re-election tonight, live in real time at 10 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to tell you what he could do. I'm not sure he'll do it. What he could do to just completely flip the thing and 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 take a double digit lead. It would be that good, that effective. But uh, and, when, and we will recap and review the. Um, the RNC from last night, some great speeches. And we'll tell you about the single dumbest Chiron in CNN history. Right after I tell you about Shea Concrete. Shea Concrete. Uh, this is for you homeowners and you home builders. Did you know that Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Probably the best, better than any, any company. They have a great selection of precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase, Shea's got the deal for you. They have great values, designs for any home, available in concrete or customized with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. Look look at the blue stone. That's my favorite. Check out the blue stone. Uh, a new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance to your home and dramatically upgrade the value of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up the new front steps within hours. You do nothing. Like you can sit inside and watch them do this. And when they're done, your house will look better and it'll be worth more. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com and check out the jobs. They get jobs, CDL drivers, personnel at all their plants. If you're looking for work, this might be the place for you. Just send your resume to jobs at SheaConcrete.com. All right, last night, excuse me. We knew that Trump was going to do this. The Trump team was going to do this up and it was going to be very uh, theatrical. It was going to be, do- it was going to be done well, done right. And I had no idea it would be this good 
technically. I mean, I, I, I don't know who's behind this, you know, behind it all. It's certainly not the president. He's got more important things than doing the, the lights and the camera angles and the quality of the, the video. But it is so much better than the DNC from last week. And it's so much brighter. And it just feels like a much, much better production and certainly more optimistic. The Democrats, you know, they were they their message was stay home, stay inside. Don't go to school. We're all going to die. You know, cops are evil. The virus is coming. And it's just the opposite. They actually have people at the RNC, people clapping, which was uh, you didn't see last week. It helps. It really does. It helps to have some some noise and some energy. And there were some great speeches. I mean, starting with the nun slash MD slash army colonel, uh, Deidre Byrne, I believe, uh, what it was, sister Byrne, sister Deidre, whatever. But you you don't get this at a Democrat convention. A nun, doctor, army colonel, all in one. <laughs> badass. And she got up there and spoke uh, about protecting the unborn. Again, you don't see that at the Democrat convention. She was great. Kaylee McEnany was spectacular. I know I'm, um, uh, I have a thing for her, but she was talking about having a double mastectomy. And it was a tough personal uh, topic. She was great. So was Kellyanne Conway. A lot of women, a lot of African-Americans, a lot of uh, minorities and whatever. If you're looking for identity politics, she had Richard Grinnell, a high-profile gay guy who was great. And you had, in my opinion, the highlight, and it's tough because there were some good ones, would be Madison Cawthorn, the uh, House candidate for the House in North Carolina who is paralyzed from the waist down. He's, an un- he's a really good-looking guy who got paralyzed in a car accident when he was in high school, I believe. And he's still a really good looking guy, but he joked. He says he used to be six, three and now he's, oh. he is, he's in a wheelchair. And this was borderline hokey corny. And I knew the media would criticize him for it, but he literally had two guys come out and put out like a Walker mm-hmm. as he's um, finishing, wrapping up his speech was, which was excellent. And he stood he stood for this country, essentially stood for the anthem. And, of course, he got criticized today by, I don't even, I think it was Yamichi. Somebody criticized Yes, yeah, your him. favorite. Yamichi Alcindor said. Oh, here you go. Know. Yeah, here you go. Direct <laughs> rebuke of actions by people, PPL. Why can't you write the word people? Uh, anyway, including black athletes who are currently sitting out games protesting police brutality. So it was a direct rebuke. Well, I guess. If you want, I guess that's true, and it's it it was it was great. It was much needed. Uh, he stood and he's paralyzed. He kind of held himself up, and it was it it was extremely emotional, extremely effective. I'm telling you, I'm a I'm a I think I'm a kind of a hard guy, tough guy, a callous guy, a heartless guy. I was getting choked up. I got choked. Kaylee McEnany got me choked up. Mm-hmm. Um, um, this guy Madison Cawthorn got me choked up. I, I plan on you know watching again tonight, and I don't know what to expect. But every night he's had some kind of surprise, you know, freeing hostages or uh, uh, pardoning, um, making making new Americans. You're right, you're right. And it's and Amici says, you know, he made Matt Cawthorn made it a point to stand, suggesting that all Americans should stand. It's not that he was making a point, Yamichi. It's that his legs don't work, and he still <laughs> got up to show reverence. You know, that's and, the and, point. And, and by the way, for um, uh, for Pence's speech in Baltimore, 
they had a bunch of <clears throat> wounded uh, uh, vets and mm -hmm. people similar in wheelchairs with walkers with and their family members. And when it was over, Trump went up and you couldn't touch them and shake hands, but he, he talked to them all. Actually, Pence was fist bumping some of them, which is which is terrible message. I mean, they're all going to die of the virus any day now. But um, uh, and you know what? They didn't have masks on, which is the real story of the night. They had a crowd there. <laughs> All of whom tested negative that day, but you know she's supposed to wear a mask because you know, that's <laughs> that's what uh, Joe Biden wants. Did um, you see that when they did the naturalization of the citizens uh, two days ago? Yes. The, when it, you know, they showed it on CNN, and and then they cut to the studio afterwards, and it was a surprise. So the CNN panel didn't know what to say <laughs> about it. So Dana Bash said the first thing that jumps out at me is the stark visual that nobody there had a mask on. <laughs> That was the important thing. Now, about Madison Cawthorn, the kid, the, this kid who was, and I was, it was a tearjerker freaking moment. This whole thing, who knew that this would be what this week was? You know, you expect flyover, flyovers and Lee Greenwood at Republican convention. Well, you had, you had Travis, uh, um, what's his face, the, the country singer. Um, Trip? No, the other. Uh, damn it, I watched it. I like this guy. He sang uh, the acapella anthem, and it was Randy great. Travis? No, it's all my Travis's. No, it's not Travis. Then it's uh, okay. Go ahead. Well, you were, well, you, um, but so, so Madison Cawthorn, the newest thing about him, by the way, is troublesome social media posts where he's advocating for white supremacists, Jerry. And I don't know if you saw this, but he's got a picture of himself on his Facebook page at the Eagle's Nest, which I think is in Austria, you know, Hitler's summer place where he used to pet his German shepherds and hang around with uh, Ava Braun. So he's got this picture with himself at the Eagle's Nest, and the, the headline is troublesome social media picture shows him paying tribute to uh, Adolf Hitler's lair and the <laughs> Nazi, whatever. And his own description in the Facebook thing says, this is really cool. Of course, the Nazi regime regime was evil, but it's so exciting to be where the Third Army rolled in and took over Hitler's symbolic summer home in 1945. You know, it's incredible. And there's, and there's a famous picture with all the uh, allied uh, troops, you know, kicking back and smiling and having a drink in the eagle's nest. Obviously, <clears throat> they were all supporters of, uh, of <laughs> yes. the Nazi leader as well. But uh, he's going to be a force, man. He's going to be the youngest person ever elected to Congress. As he but said that, just, that just tells you, Jerry, just how how good this convention has been. Is the, the CNN cannot handle the news cannot handle how good this is. They don't know how to position it. All right. they know is that they want it to be, to seem like, like things are going badly. Well, uh, consider this, consider what CNN. Oh no, I'm sorry. MSNBC. I, I, I try to keep track of when they cut away and when they go back, you know, they, they, they cut away whenever anyone offends them <clears throat> and they fact check. That's their claim. <laughs> they cut away constantly. They didn't do it for the DNC because God knows, you know, Joe Biden would never lie. So they didn't mm -hmm. go away to fact check him, but they fact check Christy Nome. I think it was Rachel Maddow cuts away Christy Nome, the spectacular governor of South Dakota, who has a huge uh, future in the party and national politics. Cause she, you know, there's some, there's some good looking women up there. Kaylee McEnany certainly one. And uh, there, there have been others, but she is just, she's, she's number one on my list. Christy Nome. She sparkles. <laughs> she glows. And she's talking about civil unrest in the cities and all that. They cut away. They go to uh, uh, MSNBC, cuts away, goes to Rachel Maddow to fact check. And you know she has on? The governor of um, 
Washington. Uh, um, no, the uh, yeah, the uh, what's her name? Durkin. What's Durkin? Yeah, yeah, Jenny she, Durkin. Is it? Yes, Jenny Durkin. To the who oversaw, you know, the the months shop riding and chop and Chaz and yes. let that all happen. She's going to fact check Christy Nome on uh, civil unrest and 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 rioting. Uh, but it was Trace Atkins with the uh, acapella oh. anthem. It was great. And um, all the people in the front row were great. It was just so well done, so well choreographed. I get nervous when Trump talks because he can go off script and ruin everything. And tonight he's hopefully going to stick to the script and stick to the teleprompter and not wish, you know, Roger Ailes were still around or not wish Ghislaine Maxwell all the best. <laughs> Doesn't do anything really dumb. But I still say... He could win the election if, at 10 o'clock tonight if he does what I am encouraging him to do, which is sign the order to bring all the troops home. Tell me the flaw in that. Tell me why you wouldn't do that. I, I'm going to say it again. This would blow away everything else they've done. I, I, it's been great seeing them pardon people and you know seeing uh, all the uh, all these human interest things that he's he's managed to pull off this week, um, but. Tell me what the flaw in that would be at 10 o'clock tonight. Announce all the troops are coming home and then cut to a video of the troops actually packing up their, their, their footlockers and getting on helicopters and getting the hell out of that, that shithole country. It would be a good visual. I mean, you'd obviously CNN would have a problem like they did today when they say controversies undercut RNC speakers and raise questions over vetting. The CNN would have a problem. Oh, actually, the Hatch Act, too. That would be a big Hatch Act va- violation. Oh, yeah, right, right. Although big, he's already kind of flaunted that. With he, has, he has. And, and, and done everything, you know, in the Oval Office, signing those pardons. And and he's done, he's driven them crazy already. Um, I think it would drive them over the edge. They wouldn't know what to do. Pull all the troops out. What are you going to do if you're CNN and MSNBC? What are you going to do if you're Joe Biden? Say, no, no, we need to stay there. Because nobody wants to be there. It's the most uh, no-brainer issue right now for Trump, a a game-changer, a winner. Just say, we're done, we're out, we're coming home, and challenge, you know, uh, Kamala and Joe to to disagree with that. What what could they do? It would be a bold move. I mean, I don't don't know if that's – it certainly would bring all the Republicans home. And, I mean, it should, should bring progressives home. It would be a bold move, and if he coordinated, <laughs> if he coordinated it with live video, that would be incredibly offensive to many in many in the media. They'd never get over it. They'd never using troops as props as right. lay things. It yeah, would be incredible. They, they love our troops. I mean, it's just it's like this, Stefan. I'm telling you, the he, he has done a good job. Uh, Trump has <clears throat> this week so far. And Pence, <clears throat> Pence did a good job, and Melania did a good job, and all the Trump kids and Trump relatives, and again Madison Cawthorn and and the nun Deidre Byrne and Kellyanne Conway and Kaylee McEnany and all the speakers we've seen this week from Tim Scott to Dan Cameron, the uh, by the way Dan Cameron, the Louisville DA who was um, a Louisville Attorney General who is so far refusing to charge the cops in the Breonna Taylor case. And that takes balls. I mean, mm-hmm. he's getting pressure from all directions to charge these cops, but he thinks he can't get a conviction, so he's not going to do it, at least to this point. So he spoke, and he was excellent. There were just some great speeches so far, and I hope 
Trump doesn't screw it up because he's getting right. a bounce. He's getting a bounce out of this for two reasons. It's very well done, and the backdrop is helping. The backdrop of yes. cities burning, looting, rioting, you know, the the you know players walking off the court. There's only so much, so much uh, of the uh, of this you know, insurrection mm-hmm. that people can handle, particularly. Right. You know, it's going on right now in a couple of uh, winnable states, Wisconsin, important states, Wisconsin and Minnesota. There are people in those states are saying, screw this. I'm going to go with the law and order guy, even though he's a little bit of a loose cannon. Yes. And that's what this this RNC has been a showcase of the best in people, regardless of gender and, and race, whatever. Um, and it's been so positive, but the, the, um, the DNC, you know, I went and I listened to the Joe Biden speech because it was so positive and uplifting and a soaring, um, soaring delivery about the, about the, the good in America and what we can be. So I listened to the first five minutes and just extracted, um, just extracted, um, the stuff that would have been considered dark. Just, just the first five minutes of the speech. Listen to one. Just took out the stuff that maybe you might consider dark. Tell me if you can hear this. Did you hear that right then? I did not. No. Okay, you're going to hear it now. Ready? The current president has cloaked American darkness for much too long. Too much anger. Too much fear. Too much division. The worst. The darkness. This season of darkness in America. Fear. Fiction. Massive unemployment. Uncertainty and fear. Stricken by a disease. Stricken by a virus. The selfish. The privileged few at the top, injustice of a knee on the neck, America of rising inequity and shrinking opportunity. And now history has delivered us to one of the most difficult moments America has ever faced. Four, four historic crises, all at the same time. A perfect storm, the worst pandemic in over 100 years, the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression, and the undeniable realities and just the accelerating threats of climate change. America is at an inflection point, a time of real peril. You can choose a path of becoming angrier, less hopeful, more divided, a path of shadow and suspicion. That's just the first five minutes. <laughs> just fu- I, You know when he won me over when he said he was going to be an ally of the light? <laughs> I've, I've always wanted my president, i always wanted my politicians to be allies of the light. <laughs> How come his speech wasn't dark, Jerry, when he used the word dark 83 times? <laughs> Ally of the light. And the other thing Trump's done is put the pressure on him to come out of the basement. He, Even, you know, liberals, even, you know, CNNers and MS, they're saying time to campaign. I mean, you know, be careful, social distance, you know, people have to get tested. Mm-hmm. They're going to be around you, but time to get out of the basement. That's bad news for Biden. And on top of all that, Yesterday, Trump said, you know what we should do before the debates? Have a drug test. And immediately, Hunter Biden said, you you mean just the candidate, right? Not the, <laughs> not the whole family? Please, not the whole family. <laughs> I don't know what Trump's thinking. Maybe he thinks there's some drug that, that Biden's on to keep him from losing track. Like, you know, you know those TV commercials you always see during the day that those drugs that Prevagen, the Prevagen or whatever it is to yes. keep focused. Maybe <laughs> he thinks Biden a, something like that and he's going to, ca- you know, catch him. But or some hydrochloroquine too. Oh, probably, that's true. Yeah, he's, <laughs> which but, he's probably uh, taking. But um, yeah, and you know, Biden came out yesterday and he didn't come out actually. He broadcasted a video message 
uh, about the violence, about the shooting of Blake, of course, saying it was horrible, whatever, and uh, and saying we can't condone the violence happening in the streets and the looting. We can't condone that, which means that they're seeing numbers yes. that are not looking good in battleground states. So when Don, he started Don, parroting Don, Trump, Lemon, Don Lemon came out and said, uh, denounced the violence. First time in three months, CNN, Don Lemon, who's the second dumbest guy on CNN, was talking to the dumbest, Fredo Cuomo, and said, this has to stop. It's hurting our guy. It's hurting the, the <laughs> candidate, you know? So they're seeing polls too. Everybody's seeing polls. Hell, it's about time. Most people are against looting, rioting. I mean, they beat up a guy who owned a store in uh, in Minneapolis the other night um, and, and robbed him. 71-year-old guy knocked him unconscious and robbed him. And I'm thinking, who's 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 on board with that? Who's on, I mean, raise your hand. Who, who who wants more of that? Right. Nobody. That's why Trump has to just keep hammering away at the law and order thing and, and put the pressure on Biden. Biden finally, finally criticized the looters and rioters. It's, it only took them three months, but you're right. They know it's a losing issue for them. They know they have to do something. They know they have to uh, pretend that they don't support the chaos, even though they certainly support the chaos because it hurts Trump and helps them. But we'll see. It's going to be. It's going to get worse. What happens if they announce they're not charging the cop? Uh, mm. it took them three days to come out with the report about the knife. Would have been nice to know that right away. Um, if they come out and say that the cops did what they were supposed to do, that means you're going to have a whole new round of rioting and looting. And well, yeah, because if they don't charge the cop for shooting a black man, but you charge this 17 year old kid for killing white people. With first Ooh, degree right. murder, that's right. The, the, uh, <laughs> the NBA is really going to not play. There's an unbelievable video, and I think I, I'll retweet it. It's uncomfortable because one of the two who died, one of the two who was shot by the 17 year old, and they're both kind of, uh, you know, they're they got some issues in their past. But one of them, the, he's, he's got a shaved head, and he's kind of. Uh, scary. He's, you know, he's ready. Look, he's looking for a fight and he goes up to someone and he uses the N word and says, shoot me N word, shoot me. That day, this video of him doing this saying, yeah. shoot me, telling somebody on the other, the other side of the, of the fight to shoot him. And later that night, the kid did this kid, Kyle uh, Rittenhouse did shot him and they're charging him with first degree murder, which is bizarre because you're not going to convict the guy for first degree murder when he's getting bashed in the head with a skateboard just before he pulls the trigger. That's that. Can't, I don't even know how that's first. Yeah. Murder. And the but second guy, yeah, the guy whose army shot off, um, he was, he had, a, was holding a gun. That's and, right. He, he even held the gun after his, <clears throat> half his arm was gone. He still had yes. a gun in his hand. So that what happens when they, whatever, drop the charges or he gets acquitted. The problem we have is this has worked in their minds. Uh, the people who are looting and rioting, the Black Lives Matter Marxists say this is working. We're, you know, we got, they have $1.6 billion, billion. It's been donated to them. They don't have to even use it on bail because there's no bail in these cities. They just let them go. It's working. They're getting, uh, you know, they're forcing change. They get the NBA guys walking off the job. You know, they have Kenny Smith walking off the job. They feel like what they're doing is working. So next time there's a big problem, a big issue. They're gonna do it again. They're gonna, yeah, uh, you know, uh, rob Saks, you know, kick in the door and and loot Saks Fifth Avenue because why not? 
Right. If you if you kick in the door at X Fifth Avenue and the coverage is about military militarized police, then it's win win. People get free stuff on the ground, so they'll keep on going out there. And the coverage is about militarized police, which means systemic racism. That means more shaking down from Black Lives Matter. And it's a it is it's an absolute winning formula as it as it is right now. Although and, if you, there's this video in New York, I don't know if you saw it with a uh, it shows a uh, this uh, young black family a man a husband wife and uh, child in an elevator as the elevator door is closing these two other black guys uh, open the door one guy's got a gun on him and they, the other guy just rips him off steals all their wallets and, and terrorizes of course the little girl is terrorized nobody dies or anything like that but that's what's happening it's the black community that's getting affected by this by sure. you know far more than anybody else you know their lives the people who are doing the right thing and just trying to live and be law abiding and and climb up the ladder and work their asses off and and you get a piece of the American dream. They're getting, they're getting kneecapped here, and there will be, there should be a reckoning for that. Yeah, well, it, it, that's true. But you know, Doc Rivers didn't cry over them, so uh, he cried for Jacob Blake, and uh, that was just, it was just so, it was everything. It was everything. But uh, we will be watching more of it tonight. More rioting, more looting, and more Republican National Convention. Trump tonight. I hope he doesn't screw it up. It's been a great week for his his campaign, his team. And I hope he sticks to the script and sticks to the teleprompter. I think he should announce that we're leaving uh, uh, Afghanistan, but he it probably won't. But he'll announce something. There'll be some real interesting mm -hmm. twist. Um, I'm going to put a bet out there, Jerry, against your Afghanistan bet is that he makes this a, a Hurricane Laura um, speech. That this is all about being operationally adept and competent, and he'll kind of forego his normal speech to make it mostly about Problem that. Those they're regional, you know. That's regional. We're not being affected really by it here, and most of the country's not. It looks terrible for Louisiana and parts of Texas, but it's just it doesn't affect everybody. Um, but we'll see. It'll be good. It'll be uh, entertaining. We'll find out what kind of surprises he had. Before we go, can we see the CNN Chiron that we were laughing about? Well, is is Cullinane still with us, or did he fall asleep? <laughs> there we go. There's another great human <laughs> Chiron. A huge fire in the background in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The Chiron says fiery, but mostly peaceful protests. I think I actually, I think I have the video. Hold on, let me see because I'd like to hear the words. I saw it. This guy starts talking about the you know uh, anger, the righteous anger from around the country. He's supposed to be covering this riot, but he's uh, he's uh, rationalizing the riot like they all do on CNN. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin, over the course of the night. A second night since Jacob Blake was seen shot in the back seven times by a police officer. And what you are seeing now, these images came and come in stark contrast to what we saw over the course of the daytime hours in Kenosha and into the early evening, which were largely peaceful demonstrations in the face of law enforcement. It wasn't until night fell that things began to get a little bit more contentious. Things okay, so he said he's saying that it was peaceful in the afternoon. It's not right now, though the Chiron doesn't reflect what the words coming out of his that's mouth. That's always the case. Yeah. They don't, no one riots. Well, I think it's nighttime half of the day, though, and that's problematic, right? <laughs> Well, in Portland, they said the uh, Antifa scum don't come out till midnight, you know, so they know they come out midnight till like 5 a.m. That's their schedule. These are these are night owls, these Antifa guys and these poor cops. They have to work those same hours because to maintain uh, control. But fires look better at night anyway. Keep going. The weather's right. It's you know still summertime. 
People are still uh, frustrated with the lockdowns. A lot of them are unemployed or not going to school because of the uh, the the great overreaction from the governors and mayors and politicians. So the formula, the the recipe is still there for more civil unrest, which is, I guess, good for Trump, good for uh, good for the RNC. But uh, we I should say this before we go, because I know a lot of people were not expecting to see Tom Shattuck on a Thursday. We do support Turtle Boy's decision to take his headphones off this morning and walk off uh, the recording. <laughs> yes, so we do support you. So just uh, just want to put that out there. Or we could say, like, every time I went on vacation in the old days, Dino, my old partner, would say I was suspended. And people would be, oh, what did he say? What did Whatever. he do? It worked the first, you know, 15, 16 times. But eventually it didn't work. And uh, we could pretend Turtle Boy suspended because God yeah. knows he deserves it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. We did. Yeah, we did. Actually, when I, he told me he couldn't uh, make it today, I, part of me was a little happy about that. So. What did he say? Why did why couldn't he's he make it? He's in court it? today. Shocker. He's in court. He's getting yeah. sued again. Yes. He's got a pretty good record, though. He usually wins those cases. But, well, uh, I said uh, I said good luck, and he said his response was not my first rodeo. <laughs> so, that's true. He knows he's okay. He knows his way around most of the uh, courthouses out there in Central Mass. But uh, Shattuck, thanks for stepping in. We appreciate it. That's Tom Shattuck. Shattuck, uh, host of the Burn Barrel podcast and writer, editor, and media critic for the Lowell Sun. We will uh, talk to you again uh, next week, Shattuck. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And uh, thanks to Shake Concrete and Allied Paving, and thanks to DCU. And by the way, I'm going to be today, I'm on Buck Sexton, correct? Yes. Today oh, at 1.30, today? right? Awesome. That's your guy. Uh, no, you're, on, doing, you're doing the media rounds today. Buck Sexton at Buck 1.30, Sexton, the, uh, at 5.40 syndicated right. he's on like i don't know 200 radio stations i'm not sure what time my interview will uh be heard i'll find out and tweet it out but i'll be on with my man buck sexton who's been excellent on this whole current series of uh, news events and on twitter as well but and then tomorrow i'm back on newsmax tv oh that's right that's tomorrow i thought donald was- trump's favorite television network i will be on there recapping the rnc and everything else they want but uh um, anything else going in? That's all. Rate, review, subscribe, and we will uh, see you on Monday. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again soon. Why am I stopping? You, no one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.